This episode contains descriptions of sexual violence and can be triggering. Please listen with caution. Thank you. Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we have with us Audrey Ling. She is a wellness advocate at Empowered Living Academy, the Association for Integrative Medicine and Holistic Healing. She works alongside Deanne Riendo with Rose Hope, a prior guest and friend. She believes that knowledge is power and she has the desire to educate people about the choices that they have. And we are super honored to have her with us today. Welcome. Hello. Hello. How are you, Audrey? I'm Shanna. I'm good. Nice to meet you, Shanna. So obviously you work with Deanne. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. I love Deanne. Yeah. I, you know, I, of course, knew she had referred you to us and then, um, I love that you are the president of the nonprofit. That's amazing. Can't wait to hear more about it. And the word freedom comes up a lot when we research you. And that was one of the first words Shanna used to describe coming onto the other side out of her spiritual awakening, just feeling free and feeling freedom like she'd never had. Freedom Mm -hmm. from conditions, freedom from attachment, freedom from relationships. I mean, we could talk about just that word for an entire episode. (laughs) And everything related to it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and it comes comes it encompasses a lot, right? So when you say the word freedom, and I'm just going to preface my talk uh, a bit because, well, Deanne is one of my coaches, and um, she's like, you got to speak your truth, and sometimes, to be honest, my truth is harsh. Some people will probably maybe offend it. You know, we can't not offend everybody because it's always their choice to be offended. And my own views are my own views. And nobody has to believe them or accept them within their truth. They have to accept theirs. But this is mine. This is my freedom. Right. These are my right. words. And so. Yeah, you know, I think that Sense of Soul is a good platform for that because we have had on so many different kinds of guests, mm-hmm. and we've kept in mind and constantly tell our listeners that what works for me might not work for you. What I believe might not be what you believe, and what we've tried to do is give them a array of different opinions, different tools, different experiences, different beliefs. And sometimes, you know, they, they resonate with me and sometimes they don't, but the reality of it is we're at a place in the world where these conversations can still be had, even if you don't agree, but yet you can be respectful and kind and tactful within these conversations. And I hope that's what our listeners get. Absolutely. Freedom right now is really important. Individual freedoms are really important. So I listen to Jordan Peterson a lot. I don't know if you guys have heard who Jordan Peterson is, but he, he's a psychologist out of Valley View. Well, he works at, in the Toronto University. He's a psychologist, but he is from Valley View. So he's kind of a little close to my heart because he is from Alberta, Canada. So I kind of have a little biased on that one. But we think that we should have everything. Everything just should be given to us. It should be easy, but life is hard. We have gone through our teenage years. Those weren't easy. They had hardships. So we either have gone through, are going through, or will go through something hard. Within that, if we take responsibility for it, that's freedom within itself. Okay. Our freedoms are based that we think when we look at freedoms, we have to have some meaning in our lives. Otherwise, there is no purpose. We are just going in this circle of of not knowing where we are and what we should be doing and who we should be helping. And so... Our freedom is in our meaning, in our meaning of life. Meaning is our values, our worth, our significance, and our usefulness. Because if we don't feel 
we're worthy. We don't feel we have value. We don't feel we have significance or usefulness. We don't have freedom. Yeah. Well, and also I think that freedom comes with that awareness, you know, awareness first, because I never thought of personal freedom before until I actually had the self-worth, the things that you just said, the value, the significance and the usefulness. And with all of those things did come a freedom like I had never experienced. I had heard the word freedom. Freedom was just a word. It it signified maybe America, which I end up discovering was not true freedom in the sense of what the word actually truly means. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I'm very afraid right now in this time, like you said, because I feel like our freedom is in jeopardy in many ways, because I think that there are certain people of power who are afraid that each individual will own their own freedom. Absolutely. And the word freedom within itself, and when you look at the meaning of it, it's the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. And that could be of physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial, right? It could be all of it. But when you look at your physical freedom, yeah, right, they can take that that away. Um, They can also take your financial freedom away, right? They they can't take your intellectual freedom away, right? So there are freedoms that, that we have internally that are ours and we control, right? We control right. the freedom of our thoughts as well, which then control the, you know, the freedom of what we do in the world. But there are some physical things that can be taken away. And I was just telling Shanna that I wouldn't have existed if my grandmother wouldn't have got out of Prague the day she did. Because the next day, you know, Hitler came in and hit Prague and I wouldn't exist. So her freedom in her country, physical, right, was taken away, but yet she moved to another country and there, right, made a new life of it. Yeah. You have had some pretty challenging stuff go on in your life, like deep, deep Deep. stuff. I love devil's advocates. I am totally one myself and people either love you or hate you. Um, (laughs) My husband is in corporate America and he says that every single time he's in a big board meeting, it's the people that are like, yes, 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 that he doesn't want to hire. It's the people that are like, no, and devil advocates that he does want to hire because they bring different perspectives and challenge your thoughts. And I feel that from you. Where did that come from? And talk about like that, that dark history that brought you to this place. Well, just in my life, I've had physical and mental abuse, a lot of challenges with relationships, a lot of financial uh, challenges just from, you know, the family uh, thinking, right? Oh, the lack thinking, right? And, and a lot of people have that within their lives is off, you know, there's no money for that. There's no money for that. Right. But I've always been out of the box and my uncle tells me this, and and this is kind of one of the things that always stands up and why I put my hands on my hips and go, no. So I was, I was in um, a small little town and there was this little bitty grocery store and his name was Bob Green. He owned the grocery store. And my uncle took me in there one time and this grocery store clerk, Bob Green, used to say, hey, Buckshot. And one time I, my uncle said, I just turned around. I put my hands on my hips and I said, I'm not Buckshot. I'm odd. And I walked away <laughs> all stompy. Nobody calls me anything but Audrey, except my uncle. He calls me Audie. So, <laughs> yes, um, he was my father, really, because my mom was a young mom. Uh, 14. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of where my life started with a 14 year old mom, uh, you know, who, yep, this is going to get out there, mom. Um, She was raped. And I'm the product of that, right in a small little town. And then just the whole thing that comes with all of that, right. But I've always inside been like that. And from teenage years, Uh, Then I started being abused. And then, you know, so 
all of that was quieted for a while. And then I, then it started to come back and I'm like, I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm going to stand up, put my hands on my hips and go, I'm not this, right? I'm odd. So that's kind of where it came from, right? Oh my gosh, I'm going to get emotional. That was... And, and everybody says I'm this strong, strong person, which I am, but just coming on this, this to yesterday, last night, I was up at three o'clock in the morning and I'm like, oh my God, I'm on here tomorrow. I'm on here. <laughs> I was freaking out a little bit. Thank you for sharing that. That's got to be very hard to not only share, but like, I don't know if your mom's generation is like mine, but they didn't talk about that stuff at all. The quiet generation. Yes. Yeah. Did you have to put on masks to quiet it? Were you not being yeah. true to yourself and your integrity? Yeah. Um, so to be honest, that's why the masks really irk me. And, and I kind of get my back up about the masks because when I ripped them back off, um, you know, I had to, I had to be quiet because it was my stepdad and, and I had to be quiet to protect the family, you know, and, and, don't say anything. And, and so it was very, very quiet and, you know, don't talk about it. Don't, you know, you've got to keep the family, you know, um, the face up. Right. And, and like you said, the mask and everything. And once I ripped it off, it, it was like, uh, I, I can't tell a lie to be honest. <laughs> I really can't tell a lie. There's freedom in that, right. There's freedom in, you know, and having that integrity. And that's where the whole, I guess, partly freedom comes from is because I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that anymore. And that's what I tell people that I help. It's not worth hiding behind it anymore. Take responsibility for it, have your meaning and go out and get your freedom, whatever that is, mentally, physically, emotionally. Right. Mm, yeah. How does someone go through something like that and make sure that they don't, you know, let it harden them? And, and what, let me just elaborate on that a little bit. I too am that person that cannot lie. But what I found was I had to get real honest with myself and I realized that that is who I am. I can't expect other people to be that way. And I was expecting it. I was holding them to the same standards because it, because it's so high up in my morals and values. And then it started building resentment. And then I had to rip all that off and go, Whoa, that's not how it's supposed to be. You're going to end up being very hardened if you expect other people to hold the same morals and values as you. Exactly. And you go through the process, you, you know, you kind of grieve the losses and then you get angry, right? Then you kind of have this perspective of, of compassion, right? And, and my saying always is, you know, if we were all the same, some of us wouldn't be necessary. Yeah. Right? So I'm a little harsher. And my friend Kim, who came down from Canada about a month ago, she says, I, I'm not like you. I'm not strong like you, right? And the only reason she, I came down by myself. I came down to Mexico by myself over a year ago. And I've had to navigate a lot of this by myself. You know, I've had help from a few people, but I've had to navigate this country by myself, but she came down. And so she's like, I wouldn't have come down if you weren't here. Right. So there's those people who are the strong ones. And then there's those people who are the more compassionate ones. I do the strength finders. I don't know if you guys know about that. It's Gallup strength finders. Up in my top strengths are command. I, I've got command in my top strengths. So when I walk into a place, I assess and I'm like, okay, that needs to be done. That needs to be done. That needs to be done. Right. And then there's some people that are like wallflowers who just like, oh, that's nice. I'm a wallflower. Mandy's definitely a leader and a director. And she is very good at that. That's probably why we do well together because I can just be the wallflower while she right? The one that has the empathy and the compassion. Uh, my friend Deb, Deb in Canada, she has, 
she has the empathy and she has the harmony and she has the compassion. I just am like that bull in the China shop sometimes. And she's like putting all these, catching all of these China and putting it all together. Right. So that's where, why we, we all need to work together and we all need to find this balance. I'm not saying that it's going to be balanced, but we have to find, you know, this balance going back to Jordan Peterson again is we have to have our fights. We have to have our fights to find that balance of, of where we are. So, you know, in this world right now to get our freedom, we are fighting, right? There's people who are on this side and there's people who are on this side, right? And we just have to go note this, note this, note this, note this, note this, note this. Okay, no, 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 right? And we're trying to get that balance again where we can be in harmony together again. There's so many sides right now, you know, to be on, but there's also so much unity. Like whenever I'm watching the news, I'm like, I'm so not connected to that. Like it's almost like it's somewhere else. It's surreal almost sometimes, right? Very of course, and, or if, I, I question if it's even real. And like, is am I in the matrix? <laughs> well, of course, synchronicity, we're talking about a lot of things that Shanna and I have been dealing with in our own lives and talking about. Yesterday, I was leaving my asthma appointment and this adorable older woman asked me where I got my shoes. And we ended up just talking and she was telling me how her and her entire family are moving to a town in in Tennessee and because it's a red state. So her and like five other families and their children are all moving there. And she was very pleasant. She um, loves talking about her faith and God and that that's why she wanted to um, move there because she felt like she'd be around more like-minded people. So I got home and I was looking at red states versus uh, I've never paid attention to this stuff before. I, I just really don't know. I know very little even about Colorado. Like I know. So anyway, long story short, I, I started thinking, God, we are so primal and tribal. They say the miracles happen in the discomfort. So, so what do we do? We always run from discomfort. So now what's happening is people are running and moving to these states so they can be surrounded by like-minded people. And, you know, I'm not sure that's a bad thing. I'm not sure that's a good thing. All I know is it's creating more separation in a way. And what is it about people that makes them so uncomfortable to be somewhere where no one agrees on everything? It's not taking responsibility. And within freedom, there is responsibility. And that's not only for what you do, right? But it is responsibility outside of in, in society, right? And it's taking responsibility for what's happening out there. And that's where, that's where the imbalance comes from, right? Is, is that responsibility within ourselves, thinking that we need to take it out to everybody else, right? And, and not that we don't have to, we do. We have to have responsibility for ourselves and responsibility for people uh, out in the world but we still don't have to take on. And one of my other mentors said, never, ever, ever attach your feelings to someone else's actions. Right? So we always attach our feelings to somebody else's actions. And and then it's like, oh my gosh, you know, they don't like me. You know, oh my gosh, they're thinking this about me. Oh my, right? Then our thoughts bring our self-worth, our value, our significance, and our usefulness down. The responsibility comes with the freedom part when you're able to say, I take responsibility for my beliefs and for what I believe in and what I experience and still allow everybody else around me to do the same because we're not all supposed to be the same. What a boring world would that be? Okay, but I'm going to flat out just ask it. How did you heal And what part of your story did you have to take responsibility for when it came to your mother and your sexual abuse? A lot of it was my illness in 2019. It it cut me. It cut me down. I was a doer. You know, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. You know, I got to go do make make money. I got to go do, right? Do, 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 do. And there's always something that slows us down, right? 
whether it is an illness, whether it is, you know, looking after our family. Our do-do-do makes us feel like do-do. <laughs> exactly, right? That can be a new, could be a new motto for us. New motto, you know, don't do-do. Same way. <laughs> exactly. Don't do any do-do. So, you know, for, for me, it was that reflecting. And I know a lot of people on here, on your podcast, do the reflecting, right? It's the slowing down. It's the, it's the reflecting on, is this going to matter in five years? If I'm mad at them, is this going to hurt them or hurt me? Right. It's always those thoughts. We can only control our thoughts. So for me, it's always that, okay, what is that thought? Right. And then, then what is the end result after you change your thinking, right. About it, because your thoughts always create what your circumstance, which always creates results. And so that for me has always been, what is my thought? How am I going to look at this? And am I going to be mad at them, which actually hurts me in the long run? I've had to do that a lot with the last two years. And to be honest, I've been, I've been actually really mad. That warrior spirit has come out in me during this time. It, it, it's like, this is not fair. Like a lot of that has been, this is not fair. This is not right. This is unethical. This is right. So all of that has been coming out at me lately. And I actually talked to Deanna and I'm like, I am pissed. And she says, so are you pissed at the circumstance or are you pissed that your spirit has chosen to come back at this point in time and deal with this stuff again? And, you know, that's a big revelation, right? It's like, am I pissed at this or am I pissed that my spirit has brought me back to this point where I'm having to deal with this? Because I've done it several times in my past lives. I've had to deal with this kind of stuff. And I'm like, again, right? And the freedom just in, yeah, I'm not really pissed at the circumstance, right? And I have to take it down and go, yeah, I'm pissed off at my spirit for being here, but what am I going to do about it? Right? That's always my thought. That's always my thought is what am I going to think about it and how am I going to react to it? Well, and that's what I wanted to ask you. Do you feel like you have to get to the root of where those thoughts came from to be able to finally let some of those maybe thoughts that keep coming in go? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, I'm kind of a influencer strategic planner. And so I have to know the, the, the little pieces of it. Me too. I like that too. And who's involved, <laughs> right? So I, I I'm almost like a dog with a bone. I can't, can't let it go sometimes. And, and that's where my warrior spirit has come in the last little while for the freedom that, that we need some physically freedom, right? Emotionally, mentally, spiritually, everybody has to do that individually. Yeah. I think probably one of the hardest freedoms for me is freedom from self because, mm. you know, we're all our own worst enemy. I'm sitting here looking at Shanna's face and then looking at yours and I can't help but go back to like how our childhoods all were and think about, you know, do you think maybe the reason you're a doer and the reason you're the commander kind of is because when you were young, you couldn't control things. So it's like now that that's your way of being able to control things. I couldn't control things when I was a child. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Um, up until seven, I had a happy life. I was that, you know, put my hands on, no, I'm not doing that. Or, Hey, I'm going to go do this or whatever. I, I was that little girl. I would, I would milk my dog. I would go out with my uncle and I would play. Right. And then I had no control, zero control when I was seven till I was about 30. I had zero control. I, I guess I can't say that I thought I had zero control. I thought I had had to do what that good little girl was supposed to do. Mm. Right. So there again, it comes back to our thoughts. For me, it wasn't my child childhood. Cause you're, you develop up until about what five, right. That that's where a lot of that comes in. Right. And then we go through these periods of trauma and where we, we get suppressed and we get, you know, that those ropes seem to tighten around us. Yeah. For my mom saying all the time stuff like you're so out of control, out of control, out of control. 
And I remember that was a huge thing in awareness for me when I started to gain control with awareness of my thoughts, that voice, like you're so out of control. And it wasn't that I was out of control. I was just very disorganized and very scattered. Awareness is one of the biggest things, right? When you're aware of what the past has been, right? And not just wallow in it, right? It's not just wallowing in it. It's actually taking a a bird's eye view and going, okay, this happened to me, right? What lessons can I take out of it? And there's even freedom in that, right? There's even freedom in, in looking at it from an outside perspective, right? Right. And not being right in that mess. Right. Cause when you're not in, when a friend is, is, is leaving their, their husband, right. Or, you know, something else. Right. And they're right in that mess of it. Right. They can't see everybody has those blinders on, right. Like those horses, they can't look left or look oh, right. Yeah. Shanna knows that story all too well. <laughs> right. And yeah, but yet you've got these friends outside who are seeing the whole picture, right. The whole bird's eye view. And, and if they're, you know, don't have malevolence, right. They don't have an agenda for themselves. And this is another thing that Jordan Peterson says, he says, life is hard and troublesome and it's sprinkled with a bit of malevolence in it and benevolence. Right. So there's really, really good. And there's really, really bad, you know, no mud, no Lotus. Right. And so often that's what happens. Like, I swear I've said this and it's terrible to say, but like, people who have had these hardships are some of the most powerful spiritual people that I know. Absolutely. Yeah. You have, you have to go through the mud and the mar and still have the, like you were talking about Mandy, that, that not get hard, right. You, you can be strong, but not get hard and have that compassion for the people that have are going through your circumstance. Now, you may not understand other people's circumstances, right? And you kind of go, well, why are they doing that? Because we always think that. We're like, would I do that within my life, right? How would I circumstance, right? Sometimes we look at it that way as well. And, and they're like, hmm, would I have compassion for that, right? Would I have, have compassion for that other person that's doing that crap to me? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's like divorce, right? My ex-husband and I, we actually went through a pretty good divorce. I know a lot of people that went through really bad divorces. Uh, We actually went through it not badly. Now, my daughter will say a different story, but (laughs) but I think we did a pretty good job. We never put her in the middle much. Um, And when when we did, um, I had given her permission that she could call us on it. Mm -hmm. Right? And... But I know a lot that have put their kids through hell during divorce, right? Yeah. Just hell during divorce. And, and now the kids are like, oh, my parents did this, right? There again, we all have to break free of what happened in our past. And I look at it. Yes, my mom didn't help me through the abuse, you know, but she was a victim herself within her own abuse, And she did the best she could with what she had at the time. Right. So I I can't say, you know, oh, she could have done this better. She could have done this better. She should have done this better. I don't want to shoot on her. Right. Um, We don't have the greatest relationship. I must say her and I, we do not have the greatest relationship, but I think we're just on different planes of thinking. Right. And everybody's on a different plane of thinking. You guys are on a different plane of thinking. And that's why you have your sense of soul. You're getting out a different plane of thinking to be mm-hmm. on a lower plane of thinking to maybe bring them up. You know, my, I'm hearing everything you say, but my mind is getting like hooked and like hiccuped on one word. Okay. So I'm going to ask you kind of help me break it down. The word responsibility you know, like that to me, especially in your situation, it it, it seems like, whoa, no, none of that was your responsibility. You know, now like something like that I have done and created myself, like my, my destruction and my alcoholism, 
I understand what responsibility means then and how I take responsibility for that. But what happened to you was not completely out of your control. You truly were a victim. So how does someone that is truly, truly a victim take responsibility and move past that victim mode? So I'm not going to take responsibility for the acts of what that person did. Because you had no freedom in that. I had no freedom. So you can only take responsibility when you have the freedom, if you're, if you have control, right? Is that what you mean? Yeah. I, I didn't have control over that. I was a child and it, in that I'm not taking response. I, I'm not saying I'm not taking responsibility because as a child, I could still say no. I could have told somebody I could have, you know, there's a lot of things I could have done. So I'm going to take responsibility for those that I could have said something. I could have as a child done something. But then aren't you just shitting all over yourself? (laughs) No, I'm not shitting all over myself. I'm just saying I could have taken responsibility. Okay. Right. And I take responsibility for not saying anything. This is where I'm going to take responsibility for everything that happened in my life. Right. And there's freedom within that. So responsibility is the ability to act independently and make decisions without authorization. So I didn't, right. I acted independently. And now every time I make a decision, I could still say he did it. He did it. He did it but I'm going to take responsibility for it all. Right. Even saying I could have said something, I could have said, no, I could have told somebody I could have gotten out of the situation. I'm just going to take responsibility for that. Not shooting on myself that, you know, the past and say, Oh man, I I should have done it. No, it's, I could have, but I chose at the time I independently made the decision at that time not to. Why? As a child, sometimes we don't know, right? Sometimes we're trying fear. to save, yeah, yeah. Fear, save our family, save face. What's going to happen if I do tell, right? All of yeah. that. And the same as your mom, you were doing the best you could with what you knew. Exactly, right? But if we take responsibility for even that stuff, there's even freedom within that, right? Because I could have done a lot of things. Yep. He could have done a lot of things, right? The, the timeline could have been different, right? But it wasn't. And so what's the lesson in that? And what am I going to take away from that? I'm going to do that. That's the responsibility I'm going to, to have is I'm going to take the responsibility of all of my actions, not his, I can't take responsibility of his, but I can take responsibility of mine. Can you help right me wrongly. with another example? Like, mm-hmm. okay, because now I really see freedom as like a big issue with us. Because I feel like if you don't have physical freedom, you know, um, say like the slaves or whatever, they're not responsible. You know, they had no freedom. So mm-hmm. there was no responsibility you know, how can they take responsibility for being enslaved? You know what I mean? Something like that. Or how could you as a child who had no freedom, you didn't, you were a child, you know, you were, there was no really freedom there. Well, I guess when you really look at it, you as a mom, Shanna, you as a mom, Mandy, you're like, no, you're going to go clean your room. Yep. (laughs) No, we're going to go do your chores, right? Go to bed. Right. But are those kids now going to go, mom made me clean my room. Right. Or are they going to take responsibility and go, Hey, you know, I never ever cleaned my room. And now my, you know, now my career is, a, is, is unorganized or now my, right. It, it's always having to take the responsibility of what you've done. Even looking, as looking at your part in things, owning it, learning from it and moving on. Okay, well, guess what? My little girl just spent over a thousand dollars, over a thousand dollars in one month on my on my PayPal card, on my on my bank card, Mm -hmm. and and I'm fighting with Apple to get it back. 
they're not holding her responsible. They're holding me responsible because she's an unauthorized minor. I would love for you to help me get my money back. That's <laughs> responsible. <laughs> well, um, so did your daughter spend it? Yeah. Yeah, she absolutely did. She thought it was just free money. You know, uh-huh. she thought it was the game's okay, money. So did you give her authority to go into your PayPal and take it? Well, they and won't let it. you even have a phone, Apple, unless you put your credit card in there. Right. It's you taking responsibility for even leaving her habit. Yeah, for sure. Believe me, I'm feeling it. Right. But I mean, now she also has to take her responsibility in this part as well. Right. Learn that lesson. That's for sure. And you can't do anything about Apple taking their responsibility. Right. You can't actually do anything about your daughter taking responsibility unless you take it out of her hat. Right. (laughs) Only me, believe me, I'm feeling every bit of the uh, consequences of not being responsible. It's it's everything. It's everything we're responsible for. And that, that, you know, I just see Jordan Peterson going, I even feel responsible for the World War II. He says that. He says he feels responsible for what happened in World War II. All the Jews, right? Mm Well, no, I can actually relate to that because when I think about my ancestry and the things that I've learned, I've had actually people say to me, well, I mean, like what they did in the past, it doesn't, you know, say who you are or this or that. And I said, well, actually, they wouldn't exist without them. And now that I'm aware of what happened, it's my responsibility to share what happened and And finally speak on it when everybody else has been quiet. Yeah, break those patterns. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And that's where when I talk about warrior, right? It's, it's not letting the past happen again, right? We don't want a genocide to happen again. We don't want one person taking advantage of another person, right? We want, we want that compassion. We want to make sure that we look after each other. It's such an aha moment for people because it, it almost feels like it's almost common sense that asking for help is actually being strong, Mm-hmm. It, you know, we've been conditioned to think that supporting one another and asking for help is weak. Did you have to ask for help? And do you agree that that is, is part of your warrior? Um, I still struggle with asking for help. I really still struggle with asking for help. And there's a lot of women, especially my age, especially my age, like you look at my mom's age, my mom's age, because she's only 14 years older than I am. So my mom's generation is the silent generation, right? My generation is I'm just going to do that shit myself, right? Oh, shit. What are we? I, you guys are the getting it out there generation, the exposing generation. All of this shit that happened in the past, like my mom's generation and, and you know, my generation. They don't talk about that stuff. It. No, in fact, one of the things that I really struggled with, with my ancestry journey was exposing that generation and really, you know, scared that they were all going to be so very mad at me, which they would like me not to talk. And (laughs) that's just not something I can do. I'm like, you weren't responsible. So now I have to carry the responsibility for our lineage, which I am. But I wanted to ask you a question when it comes to physical freedom and pain. Because I had an experience that popped up out of nowhere in the middle of the night. It was um, around sexual abuse. It came out of nowhere, but my body remembered it, even though consciously I didn't remember. And I actually, I did remember, but I never thought that it bothered me. I was like, ah, it wasn't a big deal. I don't know why it wasn't a big deal for me, but it didn't affect me like everybody else. And then all of a sudden I realized that it, it had been controlling my muscles. I realized this tension that would suddenly starting to tighten up every muscle in my body, this fear that was living within me was so not conscious to me until that moment. I mean, and this just happened. This your year. body remembers everything, right? The muscle even tissue, past, it really even does. Past lives. Even past science. lives. Yeah, true. That too. And that was a very unconscious physical injustice that was happening within me. And I wasn't free from that until I actually experienced that. I didn't even know it was living in me. Those things are so deep. They're so hidden behind those masks and behind those. Yeah. 
then how do you find freedom from things that live inside of you that you don't even have conscious awareness of? I think that you probably can tap into some of those things, but I'll tell you for myself, I didn't have the tools yet for that. I wondered why hasn't this come out? I have done so much work. Why is it coming out now? I mean, and because I didn't have the tools then to do it. When the student is ready, the teachers and the tools will appear, right? And it's all divine. It's all divinely planned out. We're just making the decisions of what we're going to do. And then it goes along that path. In our society and even within ourselves, we're so quick to judge people and why they make the decisions they do. I mean, Shanna, your spouse could have been judging why you were acting a certain way before sexual relations, but really it was because you didn't even know why and it took a long time for the reason to be exposed. I have a really hard time with wearing the masks out in public because number one, my asthma, Number two, in my abusive relationships, they, the men would always cover my mouth. And I feel like it's just another way to get me to shut up. Deep shit, right? Like if you're just walking through a grocery store, someone thinks I'm just some defiant anti-COVID conspiracy theorist. They have no fucking clue really what it comes down to. It's all in the freedom in that, right? It is the freedom within our physical, first of all, that like you, Mandy, I'm, I'm kind of pissed at right? Because of the abuse within that, uh, of my past, right? It's like, it it brings all of this up and and I've been talking to other women and it brings it up too, right? It's a lot in women that this is, is bringing up a lot of the the memories and the emotions and the, the tension, right? It is that whole physical suppression that we're all feeling right now, right? And that our freedoms are being, well, we're being silenced again, Mandy. They're bullying us into not having our choice, right? Not having our choice. Choice is absolute. When you look at it, choice is an absolute. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a choice, you don't have your freedoms. You know what? Shannon and I are very curious about this because she even brought this up in in an episode a few days ago that and this might be why a lot of women are feeling this way. She said she feels like she's in a domestic abusive relationships with our country and with Mm -hmm. our government. And if you think about it, when you're in an abusive relationship, what do they do? They try to get you to silence yourself. They isolate you from your friends and your family. Mm -hmm. I mean, wow. Wow. Yeah. So how do we find our freedom within these circumstances? We talk about it. And we don't be silent. I've been hearing for, oh, you know, ever since I've been in this, you know, this, this, well, we call it woo woo journey, right? It, <laughs> right? It's, you know, speak your truth, speak your truth, speak your truth. And now it's like, put the mask on. I found that this isn't just like this one time event. Like this is something that continues to happen. And sometimes we're going to be slapped in the face like you were and have to really, you know, dig deep again. And that spirit's going to come up again and we're going to have to face it again. And that happened to me last year. You know, I hit a bottom that I didn't think I'd ever go back to because I had learned so much and I was angry. I was like, fuck you. Like I've done so much work. You're not allowed to pop back up my life. (laughs) Uh, and oh then you also see me last night. night. <laughs> I had <laughs> repeats itself. <laughs> yeah, so it's you have to really understand acceptance, and maybe that whatever needs more attention, and there's more lessons in it to be learned, right? Yeah. Well, it's like Shanna says, right? The 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 tools we have to start using our tools in our toolboxes, right? Like, I mean, if you're a Reiki person, if you're uh, you know EFT, I'm in essential oils right? Uh, That I use those, you know, so we have to start using our tools, right? The thought process, right? What am I thinking? You know, what is my, what do I want to think? Blah, 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 right? You have to use those tools all the time, every day, because like Jordan Peterson says, life is hard and troublesome. And every circumstance, right? You know, people are like, oh, strive to be happy. No, don't strive to be happy because happiness is just fleeting. 
right? Yeah. Like a flower yeah. can make you happy and then a weed can make you sad. I always tell Shan, I want to make a t-shirt. This is fuck happy because our society has been brainwashed and thinking happiness is this place that you're supposed to stay in, you know, and that you're supposed to be surrounded by just the beautiful flowers and not the weeds. Sorry, people fuck happy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, well, like, yeah. you know, in life, life is hard and, and we have these moments of, you know, happy flashing, happy flashing, but if we have a meaning, if we have something to strive for, if we have, like, I mean, why did you guys do sense of soul, right? What was the meaning in it? What's yeah. the, what's the drive? Why do you do it every day? Yeah. Why are we even here on earth? Right. We are made from dust and we're going to be dust again. Chris Brady says, he says, it's that dash. What do we do with the dash between the year we were born and the year we die? What do we do with that dash? What's the meaning in that dash? I was talking to um, a friend who actually is friends with Dan and um, we were talking and we we're talking about all this like soul evolution stuff. And I said, do you know what? It's so far more than the soul evolution. I said, mm -hmm. right now it's about humanity. It has to be about humanity because we are here. We are humans. And yes, sure. We can deal with all the soul stuff that's happening regardless, but right here, right now we're humans. So how do we integrate the, the two for our purpose? And what, what does your spirituality and, and your beliefs as far as, as uh, people could call the God, the source, the divine play into your life and your healing and your purpose? So my relationship with my God is probably the closest to a marriage that I've ever had. And we have some pretty uh heated <laughs> arguments like seriously i am like what the fuck do you think you're doing yeah. right and 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 i'm like you know where is this coming from why is this happening we're like dude what what now right now right so so it's it's that relationship with whoever your creator your god is right it's to be able to have that, oh, I love you right now, or I hate you right now, relationship, and going, okay, what are we going to do about this shit? You've right? been in warrior training all this time. I, I have been. I have a shield, and I have a sword, and right now, I am uh, holding my shield up at this moment, and because there's a lot of arrows coming at me. Coming at you. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's one of the reasons why in June, I, I was not ready because yeah. in 2019, I had a really bad bladder infection. And that's when all of this has kind of started. And I believe that I was put into a hiatus state these last few years, because I probably, if my warrior state would have come out, I would be either in prison or dead right now. That wasn't my purpose. Because you were that. angry. Because I was angry. I was like, what the hell is happening? This is bullshit. Bladder infection. I don't think people have any clue how serious those can actually be. I mean, my friend's mom was like walking around a neighborhood with like half her clothes off because she was in a hallucinating state. And I, I couldn't even believe it when they said it was from the bladder infection. I was like, what? how long do they last those bladder infections too? So I'm going to have the bladder infection forever. Now Crap. I have to, I have to really watch. I can tell now when it comes, when it's coming on. So I had been going 2019. I've been going to a doctor constantly. I'm like, it's right here. I said, I, I would go, it's right here. It's right here. I could have this conversation with you, but I would like to have my eyes closed because it hurts so bad. And to actually have this conversation, it would be, you would be like, she's fucking nuts. In 2019, I, I was in Kelowna and I lived in my car for six months with my cat. Once my cat died, then I came back to Edmonton and I'd been going to the doctor back and forth getting blood work done and blah, 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 and all ultrasounds and all this kind of stuff. And, and I said, well, what, what is, you know, the results? He's like, oh, it's good. It's good. I said, can I look at it? He's like, oh yeah, sure. So he opens it up. And the first things out of his mouth was, whoa, my white blood cell count was plus 500. 
I took their antibiotics for the 10 days and it did nothing except for tire me out even more than I was already. Right. And so the delirium really gets to you. That's why I was living in my car. I was just hiding out from everybody. Right. When you get delirium, like, I mean, it's like you're nuts. And I was trying to keep it together. My kids were thinking I was even more nuts than they already think I am. Cause I'm kind of out there. <laughs> yeah, believe me, we got kids that think that too. Yeah, uh, yeah we do. <laughs> awesome. I love you guys. Um, so, so when I found that out and I did their thing, then I said, okay, I'm an aromatherapist. I am going to use my own oils. So I made my concoction of the really powerful ones, thyme, oregano, tea tree, frankincense, copaiba, right? I put them in a capsule um, and I took them four times a day. It took me the 10 first 10 days. And then I went back and did my, my um, P test again. And it was, I was down to 250. What kind are they? What's the brand? They're the doTERRA ones. They are doTERRA. And do you teach classes on essential oils? I, I absolutely do. And I teach it on lifestyle as well, right? Because there's non-toxic living. Women don't walk out of the house like when you do your shampoo and your conditioner and your makeup and your hairspray and you know, your underarm deodorant, all of that, women don't walk out of the house with under 23 different chemicals they've just put on their body. Oh God. Yeah. And they're cancer causing my history. My, two of my aunts have had breast cancer. My mom got her kidney taken out because of cancer. So it's in my history. So the cancers are, are, environmental most of the cancers are, are environmental that's all I was do you think that's where you were headed with your white blood cell counts being so crazy or I mean was that clearly just from the bladder infection that could have gone totally wrong yeah. absolutely because once you have body as a whole right and and if you don't treat your body as a whole then you know like the doctors they just treat one thing like they just treat a skin rash, which yeah. actually is your, your digestive system, mm-hmm. you know? So, so if you don't treat your body as a whole and that includes your mind, right? right? You, mm-hmm. Your thoughts are part of that whole thing, but that could have definitely gone into some cancer stuff or, right. or yeah. who else knows what, right? So you teach lifestyles. So you don't just teach the doTERRA. You also teach them about like um, the simple fact that all of those chemicals they're putting on their bodies um, are bad. And do you teach which ones are and, and which brands you suggest? There is a website where you can go and just put in the product. It tells you how many chemicals are in it and how bad it is. Right. Any chemical, any product, right? So doTERRA did have a few products that had some, some things in it that weren't, you know, totally up and up and up. Uh, they've yeah. since changed them. Right. And they're always striving to make sure, but, um, but yeah, I, I, my, my business is also empowered living Academy. So I empower all of the living. Right. And I'm going to be starting a podcast as well. So I'll have you guys on. That's one of the things that it's going to encompass is the actual, the eight dimensions uh, of wellness. It's going to encompass all of that which is the whole you, right? Yeah. It's sense of soul. It's, it's uh, Sherry Cameron with the, the, the more and the financial part, right? It's Deanne and her Akashic records and her, you know, Rose Hope. It, it encompasses everything, right? Yeah. It, it encompasses career-based women. It encompasses everything. Shannon and I didn't have an agenda when we started this. We had no idea who our listeners were going to be. We just didn't put a lot of thought into it. We just did it. And we are so blessed where it's led us. But when I saw that most of our listeners were women, I was kind of sad because I don't want to forget about the men. Men, you can have, you can be a freedom warrior too. I mean, this is, this is not a a gender thing. Like I, I think right now men probably need a a lot of guidance too, because things are shifting. The corporate world's becoming a little more um, authentic, a little bit more, and men are being allowed to share their feelings more and being told that it's okay they're, they're struggling with how women are being more in their truth and having more voice. So, you know, I don't, for our listeners out there, I mean, come on guys, like, you know, join up. So they need to stand in their truth and their power as well. Right. In this woman's movement, uh, I have seen the men 
have have really, to be honest, gotten their balls taken away. <laughs> right? It's yeah. like a woman says something and it's 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 law, it's God. And if you're not, you know, you're either racist or you're feminist or yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying the men to, to abuse us. Right. And, and you know, to to use their little mind games and all of that, right? To to keep us in our place. We work best going side by side. Mm -hmm. That comes back to my saying again, if we were all the same, some of us wouldn't be necessary. And we need men to stand up and be men again. Do you truly believe that based on Shanna, what she wrote the other day, if we were to get to that place that she was talking about, where we all are on the same conscious plane of this unity, do you think that the world could actually work in that space because a lot of people believe you have to have the yin and yang. I'll never forget when Marianne Williamson was running and she was all about love. People that I know, a lot of people were saying this world would never work if it was just based on love. And I was like, really? People actually believe that. What do you think? So interesting enough I was just listening to one of Jordan Peterson's one again and he was talking to a couple who were you know on the brink of divorce right and when he was talking to them it was it's not always going to be pretty it's not all going to be you know roses out of your ass it's just not going to be that right you're going to have differences Shanna and Mandy you guys don't agree on everything but yet you talk about it it's the communication. It's the communication. You have to have enough freedom in your brain to say, we're going to talk about it. Real life example. Shanna thinks that, um, is it Shanna, is it Fruity Pebbles with marshmallows is the best cereal in the world? Oh, it absolutely is the best thing I've ever had in my mouth. I, well, I would totally yeah. disagree. I think it's a bunch of nasty shit. <laughs> and it definitely causes cancer probably, but it is gluten-free. <laughs> All right. So you guys can discuss it. But if you have to come to that decision that we agree to disagree, and I still love you for it. That's where it ends. Right? Shanna's going to eat the shit. And you're not going (laughs) to. Exactly. And I'm going to die from Fruity Pebbles. (laughs) And I'm going to stand over you and be like, I told you so. Choice. Choice is absolute, right? Yeah. Shanna's going to eat it. You're not. It's still a choice. And it's yours. It's all of these sheep who don't even think for themselves, who just follow things that they don't even believe and they don't even understand them. Do you know the problem with COVID? My TV repairman found it. (laughs) What? It's plugged in? (laughs) It's in the TV. I was struggling with not doing Christmas with my family, my mom, because she only wants to do it with vaccinated people. And then I sat back and I was like, you know what? That's hers. That's for her. That's her choice that I'm not going to attach. I love what you said. My feelings to her choice. Never, ever, ever attach your feelings to somebody else's actions. Yeah. The same thing with my mom. I spoke with her recently. I don't know why she called me because she never calls me unless it's something bad. She's like, are you okay? Cause I'm in Mexico. Right. And everybody thinks, Oh, you live in Mexico. Oh my God. You know, you're going to die in a gutter or somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, <laughs> so we're talking and uh, you know, I'm like, I love Mexico. She says, Oh, that's your choice. I'm like, mom, is this <laughs> amazing? Right. She said, I would never go. I'm like, I, I know. And that's perfectly fine. You can stay in Canada, mm-hmm. but I choose and choice is wonderful thing. Isn't it? Freedom it's of choice. Freedom. Well, you want to know what my mom said the other day? I just don't know what's wrong with y'all. I mean, we never doubted what the government told us. <laughs> you know, you're fierce. You're a warrior. You stand in your truth. A lot of people might find that intimidating. And do you ever find that this whole, you know, feminine and masculine energy? Because I'm like you. I'm raw. I love the word fuck. I tell it how it is. I speak my mind. And about a year ago, I was sitting in a place where I was like, do I need to change that? Do I own it? Do I tone it down? Do I have to get more of the feminine energy because I'm too masculine? And I was in my head about it. Mm. 
So have you had an Akashic record reading? Um, no, unfortunately, Deanne had to cancel and I, I was supposed to reschedule. So I need to have one with her. Well, you can schedule one with me because I'm an Akashic record reader. Yay. Um, so that's one of the things that, that I do, right, is I do do Akashic records. And I've, I've been taught by, by Deanne and, and I'm really in tune, to be honest, except for the last couple of months, it's starting to come back. The last couple of months, my, my, um, my spiritual team hasn't been with me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where are you guys? Right. <laughs> um, but I am always with them. I'm always talking to them. They're always here. They're always guiding me. Right. But when I did my Akashic record reading with, with uh, Deanne, I am even, I have been male and female. So even in my past lives Oh wow! that I've got both. I'm half and half. I am female awesome. and I am male. Now, when you see me, I am this strong person, but yet I will help you to the death. Hmm. That's like mm-hmm. Mandy actually too. But yeah. isn't that weird? Like Deanne always tells right? me I have male. I'm like, well, where, where's my feminine stuff? <laughs> yeah. I'm always, I can be different. very touching and very loving. Like I am saving animals here in Mexico. Um, right now I still have five dogs and I have, I can't even count the cats. Never mind. Um, <laughs> you kind of seem like a Jack of all trades. <laughs> hey, Jack of all trades, master of nothing. But yes, I, and I used to yeah. say that my career, I'm a lifeguard. I was in construction. What the heck? Oh, I was a house cleaner, a hairstylist. What? Yeah, esthetician. Wow. So tell us what our listeners can come to you for. Of course, we know Akashic Records. Aromatherapy. Okay. So for you, Mandy, I've already got some stuff in my head that we should try Mm -hmm. um, to open up your lung capacity. Yeah. And allergies. Have you tried lemon, lavender, and peppermint together? No, but those might be my three favorite things. doTERRA also has, uh, it's called Tri-Ease. It's already made. But two drops of each in a capsule, and that should help your allergy. Well, I can't smell, so that's a big deal for me. <laughs> Peppermint to the roof of your mouth. Really? Mm-hmm. To help with it. So I haven't been able to smell since I had COVID. It's almost been a year. Peppermint okay. to the roof of your mouth. Okay. All right. Tell us about the book, Heal. I saw that you were an author in that book. Um, it's a great book. It's a compilation book, and it's through the Your Holistic Earth. I struggled with that. And I do tell a bit of the story in there. And, and it's just that women need to tell their story. Right. And, and that's what the book is, is women need to just tell their story and tell my story a bit about my childhood, a bit about my struggles with abuse. And then the last bit with, with my delirium, I struggled with it because I couldn't think very clearly yeah. When I read my story now, I'm like, oh, that's like crappy because I wasn't thinking straight. And it really doesn't matter because you're going to touch somebody somewhere yeah. with your story, even if you think it's shitty. Yeah, that's just your ego, right? It was, it happened exactly how it was supposed to. Yeah. I had a lot of delirium after my coma for three days. I had, I mean, not anything like you, but it, mine was really intense for three days. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I still wonder what was reality and what wasn't. I, I, it bothered me so much that I even went and got my 7,000 pages of my medical record because I was trying to figure out like what really happened and what didn't. And then I had to come to peace with it and realize it doesn't actually really matter. You know, is that going to matter in five years? Really? Yeah. You know, it happened. This is what happened. We got through it. Is it going to matter in the next five years? Right. Like, I mean, we learn from it. Absolutely. Your energy is so strong. Do you ever get tired of being strong? Do you ever give yourself permission not to be strong? Yeah. I cry my pillow. (laughs) I remember being angry at that one time. People would always say, Mandy, you're so strong. And I'd be like, fuck you. I'm sick of being strong. I don't want to be strong anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely tiring. And one of the reasons why I came to Mexico was for a bit of that freedom. Uh, Now I go to the beach and I just go in the water and I just lay there. Good for you. First of all, tell our listeners where they can find you. Um, Well, they can find me on um, Facebook on Empowered Living Academy. Um, They can also find me in um, empoweredlivingacademy.info. Yeah, I'm hoping it's .info. And I'm still working on that website. 
Uh, they can also email me at empoweredlivingacademy at gmail.com. Okay. Um, if they want a session with Akashic Records or just learn anything about essential oils because we need to get rid of the toxins. I have really enjoyed you. I, it's been a true pleasure. So thank you for taking the time today. Well, I'm well, glad that you felt comfortable to be so raw and authentic and, and to be odd. <laughs> odd. I'm not buckshot. I'm odd. Just on. Yep. Good for you. Absolutely. And that's, that's the freedom, right? Yeah. Just know who you are, have some meaning, uh, take responsibility for everything in your life and pursue it. Are you coaching people with, with that? I have recovered now. I have my mind back and I am coaching people. And I know there's a lot coming from Canada and the U S um, moving to Mexico. That's one of the things I'm coaching is how to actually move here and not be so damn afraid. Yeah. I mean, my son works with guys that are under 18 who live by themselves who are taking care of their younger siblings. It's freaking insane. And they're sending money back home. Yeah. Everybody just has to do what they have to do. At the That's time. right. It's true. Right. And, yeah. and we, like I was saying with my, with my mom, you know, she did with what she had at the time. Right. And that's Girl, what we I don't do. know what I'm going to do, but I might have to do some crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> my thousand dollars. <laughs> And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. Well, the last words for me are freedom is what you make of it and just go for it. Yeah. Be your warrior, badass self. Yeah. Just been a pleasure. Yeah. Tell Deanne we said hi. I yeah. will. I will. I'm going to be talking to her soon. So I will. She yeah, knew I, I was on here. So she'll be asking, how was it? How was it? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate it, ladies. Thank you. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.